hear me. Скажи мне, американец, в чем сила? А вы что, собираетесь на ней жениться? Да. Ух, красота-то какая, лепота. Таможня дает добро. И вообще не называй меня, пожалуйста, Вероника. Кто я? Вот кто я? Отныне русские земля единый быть. Hi, my name's Ali, and this is the Rus Files Unite podcast, where we watch Russian films and films with a Russian connection. As always, I'm joined by a guest, and today my guest is podcast veteran Lynn. Hello. Yes, veteran. I like that. Veteran of this podcast, I should say, rather than podcasts in general. Although yeah, that's true. You have been on at least one other podcast that I'm aware of. Yes. There may be two other podcasts. Oh, okay. Possibly. I think one was back in a long time ago, and I don't think that's available on the internet anymore. Fair enough. All right. But there you go. Yes. So, so for listeners who haven't caught your previous episodes, which include such films as Stalker mm-hmm. and... Window to Paris, and Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Tell the listeners a little bit, a bit about yourself. Uh, I don't know much about Russian films, is what I'm saying. Okay. We did, <laughs> did a bit of Russian history at A-level, I guess. Mm. We did 1903 to 1917. Okay. So that was fun. That's my limit of Russian history. So anything so, before or after? Yep, yeah, no idea. Uh, <laughs> I just vaguely, vaguely remember seeing the Cold War, the uh, Berlin Wall come down on the news. Yeah, just gosh. about. Yeah, see that one. I don't. I think like I remember it, but mm. I'm sure I'm just remembering subsequent like. I feel like I vaguely remember feeling like something important was going on, but not obviously at that age. I was what five, six at the time. Uh, yeah, like having any context as to what it was like. Yeah. No. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I remember it from the, at the time. I do remember the civil war in. Former Yugoslavia. I remember that, yeah. So that's cheery. Yeah, that and I feel like the Rwandan genocide were like the first things I really definitely remember being like, oh, like this is a thing that yeah. I like remember and it sort of stuck with me. Yeah. I guess. Gosh. Um, we, have so taken, we have taken a very dark turn <laughs> this early in the podcast, uh, which, is, uh, which is funny really because today we're actually watching a comedy. Ooh, this will make a change. Yes. Yeah, because we have tended to go quite dark on the films we've covered. But... I think so. Apart from Window to Paris, which I guess was a yeah. comedy that wasn't very funny. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. No, um... Or a comedy where it's about people being quite a difficult situation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it described itself as a tragic comedy. Which... Yeah, that feels about right. Um, but anyway, the film we're watching today is called Ivan Vasilievich Minyat Profesiu which is Ivan Vasilievich 
changes profession or changes occupation or changes okay. jobs. Now, I'd never heard of this film before you proposed it to me. Yeah. It's also got another alternate English translation, which gives a bit more of an idea of what happens in it. It's Ivan Vasilievich Back to the Future. Okay. Is it a rip-off of Back to the Future? No, because it was actually... Filmed in 1973. Before Back to the Future. Yeah, so unless they actually had a time machine and went forward to 1985 and stole the idea. <laughs> now, I love Back to the Future, so I'm, I'm into this. Yes. Um, and Bill and Ted, which another time travel related film. Yeah, which I think you, you mentioned on the first episode you appeared well, on. I'd take every opportunity in life to talk about Bill and Ted. Excellent. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so also... Time Bandits. I'm running out of comedy mm. time travel things. Yeah, but it is a very, even like outside of comedy, it's it's a very like thoroughly mined plot mm. device. Yeah. And a lot of good films, you know, do have a time travel. Now, now you've told me the alternative translation, I'm changing my opinion of what might be in this film. Because initially when you thought, oh, he changed depression, I'm like, what? He gets fired or something? And then it's like a sort of office comedy where he has to try and find a new job. Yeah, it's, it's like a, about bureaucracy. It's like a comedy about bureaucracy, and he tries to find a new job, but then you know he's held up by the Soviet state. And oh no, way. that's way too satirical. You can't get away with that. In okay, yeah, I just thought this was going to be. A, I don't know. Actually, or alternatively, it's hmm. set in the West, and it's a satire of <laughs> how terrible capitalism is. Yes, that capitalism. It really sucks. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's. Um, I don't know whether I want to spoil the main gimmick. Okay, don't, don't gimmick. spoil too much. But yes, so anyway, it's it's a comedy, and it's actually one in a series of three with the same main character. Okay. Um, I think the same director directed all three of the, these films, which is uh, Leonid uh, Gaidai, I think is his name. But No idea. Yeah, not necessarily one that's famous in, in the West. But the main character is called Shurik, which is an abbreviation of Alexander... Okay. <laughs> I know that doesn't seem that intuitive. Having read Brothers Karamazov, I still don't understand Russian abbreviations of names. It, it, it takes a little getting used to. But yeah, so the short form of Alexander is Sasha, which then goes even more colloquially, Sasha becomes Shurik. So that's how you okay. get from Alexander to Still don't Shurik. get it, but sure. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And um, yeah, so there's a series of three films, and this is the latest of three with this Shurik He's kind of like this nerdy scientist guy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is the third of his adventures mm. in Soviet cinema. So, <laughs> yes. So, I, I, as I say, I'm not going to give away the main gimmick. No. So, I think we should get on with the film. Sounds good to me. So, what we're going to say is... Payakali. Yes. Yes. So, three, two, one. Payakali. And welcome back. We have just watched Ivan Vasilievich Changes Professions. And Lynn, you're going to give us a quick summary of the plot, if that's all right. 
I'm certainly going to try. I'm also going to apologise for any background noise caused by the party that someone's having downstairs, apparently. Yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> Never uh, mind. <laughs> plot summary. So, there's a crazy inventor guy. Shurik. Vents a time machine. And as a result of this, ends up having one of his neighbours swap with Ivan the Terrible. Yep. Trade places. And then... Yeah, hijinks ensue. Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much the whole thing. Um, there are other subplots, like his wife leaves him straight away for her director. Yes, she's like either a pop star or an actress or a pop star actress, a poptress. Yep. Um, <laughs> we'll go with that. People get arrested. Um, there's a lot of running around. Yes. Um, everything is sped up. There's a cat. Um, all the ingredients of an amazing film. All the ingredients of an amazing film, and then it was probably just a dream. Or was, was it? Was it? It's, that's not resolved. <laughs> no. It's it's a bit like Inception in that way. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like Inception. Exactly like it's that. It's like Inception. Of all should, the f- why have they not sued Christopher Nolan for making a film that's just exactly the same as this one? <laughs> Darn you, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> ripping off Soviet comedies. Um, it was really funny. I wasn't expecting it to be that funny. No, because Soviet and comedy are not... It's not a common collocation, let's say. No, I just thought there'd be like occasional bits where I'd be like... But actually there were a number of moments where I laughed out loud. LOL. I lulled. Literally lulled. <laughs> um... It was good. It was really enjoyable. I really liked it. Yeah, I've seen it before, but it was a heck of a long time ago. And I think I watched it without subtitles at a stage where my Russian wasn't Mm. good enough to have understood it without subtitles. So I remember the only thing I could remember about it was lots of running. Yeah, they do go big on the running. It is it's kind quite of... physical comedy, a lot of it, bits of it, like zany, almost like silent movie. It's not a silent movie, but that kind of style, running around and... Yeah, it's it's very broad, and I don't typically think of, like, broad as the kind of comedy I like. I like mm. stuff that's more dry and sarcastic. But and it's, it's, it's one of those things with broad comedy... It's easy to do it badly, yeah. But when it's done really well, like he's, like mm. the silent film thing is a, is a good comparison because yeah, a lot of it is is physical, and it's just the timing is really superb, yeah. And the performances are for me really really great. Yeah, all the performances were great, really. And um, there's bits where like they do fancy camera tricks, and you kind of see the gaps a bit, which reminded me a little bit of like some sort of Monty Python films. Mm. or Monty Python bits where you can see the gaps but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, because it's... Because that's not the focus of it. It's not being super slick. Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things, because of the whole premise and the fact that it's a comedy as well, your suspension of disbelief isn't as important as if it was a drama yeah. or like a serious sci-fi or something like that. It's kind of like... Um, I mean, I thought in terms of the performances... Uh, Yuri Yakolev, who plays uh, Ivan the Terrible and Ivan uh, Shurik's apartment building manager. <laughs> I think he's great as both. And 
the performances are really contrasting. Yeah, they are. He was very good. Even so much so that at the end, which is one of the few bits where they're both on screen together, both versions of him are on screen together. Yeah, I sort of second-guessed it and was like, I thought this is the same actor all along, but maybe it's not. Uh, it turns out it was. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> uh, um, just because they're contrasting enough that similar moments uh, yeah, and I think that it was the same guy doing very different things. Sorry, that sounds like I'm criticising his range. Um, I should have had greater faith in his range. Well, it's it's one of those things, though. There are lots of actors who play similar parts mm. again and again, so, yeah. But yeah, really enjoyable. And I, I thought um, Leonid uh, Kuravlyov, who is the guy who plays uh, Miroslavsky, who's like, oh, yeah. who's like a... The thief guy? Yes. I thought he was very, very good. Yeah, I thought he was good too. I think particularly when he's back in the past, somehow seemingly dealing with this a lot better than Ivan, who was dealing with it quite badly. Yeah, yeah, because Ivan is really like, he just doesn't know what to do because he's a stickler for protocol. And there's <laughs> there's this really dumb bit where he's supposed to be signing a document as, as Ivan the Terrible, but he he refuses to. You know, for perhaps laudable moral grounds. <laughs> um, but he, he signs it something like Ivan Buncha uh, acting on behalf of the Tsar. Oh, yeah, he right. like, literally signs it as that after much persuading <laughs> to sign it at all. And yeah, Miroslavsky is basically having to tell him, okay, now do this. Right, do that now. Mm. And that sounds like it would be really tedious, but it's it's played really well. Yeah, it is played really well. Like doesn't doesn't sort of labour it, but it's just quite funny. Yeah, um, and it's super energetic. Oh yeah, the whole film is super energetic. Like, um, which kidnapped. makes it like you're saying with the broad comedy makes it a lot more watchable. You're not kind of waiting to groan because like the film is always constantly moving on to the next bit, and you're like, oh, if you didn't find that bit that funny, like it doesn't matter because in another thirty seconds, like there's going to be another joke that maybe will land better for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hit rate is is very is very good, and and some of the just the kind of pratfalls, I just didn't anticipate them. I think, and they were funny because I didn't actually mm. see them coming. Like the general broad kind of strokes, you can kind of see coming often. Sure, um, but yeah, you're right. There's lots of little gags and pratfalls and stuff that are less expected. Yeah, um, and it, it's a sort of thing though. If you saw like a a three-minute clip of, and you saw the wrong three-minute clip, it would look just super cheesy. Yeah, like Benny Hill or something. Exactly. With lots running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's, that's sort of what I thought it might mm. be, at least from my recollection of seeing it from, from before. So, so yeah, I, I liked I liked the sets and the props. I thought they were cool. Yeah, they were cool. Particularly the time machine was great. Um, and obviously it all been built... I don't mean as a real time machine but I mean like all the parts <laughs> sure. moved and like everything kind of worked together right? it wasn't just a static prop yeah um, which was fun uh, yeah all the apartments seemed to be have their own kind of visual identity a lot of it seemed quite sparse but I don't know if that was just because that was what Soviet flats looked like I, I think I, I imagine they looked cleaner in the, that film than most of it because that was apart from that tiny bit of graffiti like everything was super clean and neat yes one of the things I noticed is because quite a lot happens of them just coming into the apartment building. Mm. 
just thinking, the stairwells do not look that nice. Admittedly, this is 1970s, and I was looking at, I was living in those building, those sorts of buildings 40 years later, so they yeah. had a lot of time to go downhill, uh, whereas some of these would probably have been relatively new built, like, mm. you know, 60s, so they'd be like 10 years old, but whatever. They typically did not look that nice. But, uh, yeah, I... I thought it was surprisingly satirical in places. It's not like hard satire, but just just taking the Mickey out of that kind of really officious, you know, doing everything by the book mm. thing. Because they, you know, modern day Ivan is made out to be really silly. Yes, that's true. And like, um, like you were saying, he sort of seems to act as the kind of building. I imagine I got the impression. I don't know whether it was stated that he. I imagine that he lived in the same building and was just like the sort of community guy for that building that was charged with. Yeah, no, I think he was literally next door. Oh, okay. Because you see, oh, yeah, you his, see his wife, wife at yeah. the balcony. Yeah. So he did live in there, and he was just charged. But I don't know whether he, was he officially charged. I. With kind of, Maintaining it and bossing people around, or was he just the kind of person that has a uh... just a busybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar enough with how the setup of mm. urban life in the Soviet <laughs> Union worked to know for sure. Um, but it yeah, so it could be it could be either. But I got the impression that he was officially like the the manager of that okay. apartment block and just lived there as well. But I don't know whether that's how things worked. So. Uh, Russian listeners, <laughs> I know there are some of you. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, correct. it felt like that. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't around, he wasn't walking around with, like, hammer and sickle, badges on his shirt, so... No, which... <laughs> like, he wasn't, like, an official... Yeah. Communist official. Yeah. Another thing I liked was the music. Yeah, very much so. I thought the use of it was really good um, to propel the scenes and some of the changes. Although the bit at the end kind of reminded me a little bit of the Holy Grail or whatever, suddenly there's a bit of modern kind of <laughs> music from a medieval oh, yeah. kind of band. But um, yeah. yeah, that was really fun. And there were some cool bits of attention to, to detail, like they had... Um, so there was this portrait uh, on, on the wall, uh, which is a 19th century one, of Ivan the Terrible having just murdered one of his sons in an argument and it's i think it's Ilya repin okay um, but uh yeah so they have that on the wall in uh in shurik's apartment mm. which is which is quite funny because you occasionally have ivan the terrible looking at it and going hmm uh, <laughs> yeah i wasn't clear whether that was meant to give ivan the idea of murdering his son like i don't know whether there was meant to be some kind of loop there yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can read it different ways. Yeah, it was so it wasn't emphasised. You didn't see him kill his son or anything. So. No, no, no. Um, oh, and another little bit. They had... I'm pretty sure that this was what it was. Right at the beginning, you have Shurik multitasking. He's working on his time machine. He's also vacuuming oh, whilst yeah. watching the TV. And they're showing uh, Sergei Eisenstein's uh, Ivan the Terrible. So it's a little, <laughs> it's a little bit of a foreshadowing of what we're going to be getting into. So I, I like that detail as that well. That vacuum cleaner was cool as well, like pearlescent plastic. Mm. Yeah, it was shiny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 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 funny just looking at that. If you didn't know anything about the Soviet Union, judging from this film, you go, oh, that's probably quite a nice place to live. <laughs> yeah, you probably would actually like. 
Apart from the overly officious neighbours. Yeah. Not that you don't get those in capitalist societies either, but... Um, no. Yeah, as he looks all right. Yeah, which, again, probably, like, on a day-to-day basis, if you lived in Moscow, it probably was, you know, a pretty okay place <laughs> to live a lot of the time. At least in the 70s. I think, mm. I think the 60s and 70s were probably, like, the best time to live in the Soviet like Union. post-Stalin, pre-kind of... The economy like, yeah, going kind down of collapse. Yeah. the toilet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is kind of like the high point. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun, and I very much recommend it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's available on YouTube, we discovered. Yes. Uh, fairly legally, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I think it's been uploaded by the studio. So I Yeah, think... it looks pretty official. Yes. Good quality, etc. Yeah. But in fact, I thought that had held out really well. I mean, I'm sure it was a good transfer, but... Um, like yeah really beautifully like colours and vivid and yeah really nice yeah and it's especially impressive that it's a foreign comedy from that long ago because comedy doesn't tend to date well Mm. comedy that's from somewhere else often it doesn't translate just because you'll be required you know reliant on local knowledge to get some of the, the jokes so I mean yeah it's quite broad and that helps. Yeah, it does. I think that was a, a, like, that added to my surprise of like, oh, I'm not expecting to find this that funny. Like, I found it a lot funnier than it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess part of that is that there's some of this, because some of the comedy is physical, which is obviously much more easy. It's not really much of a cultural yeah. thing, so much physical comedy. Yeah. Um, particularly. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should have mentioned this earlier on, but never mind. Mm. But it's almost like like a Russian tourist board thing because you see lots of very cool Russian um, I guess early modern slash late medieval churches and fortresses and stuff oh yeah when they're back in the past yeah yeah, yeah. so you um, I think it was shot in Rostov which is not that far away from Moscow which annoyingly I never got around to visiting but it yeah just seeing all that architecture is super cool as well in the background yeah it was great um yeah, it didn't look... I guess it wasn't really a soundstage, most of it. Was the throne room? I feel like maybe the throne room was a set. I suspect it was. Um, it just felt a bit kind of isolated in that way where you're like, there's nothing outside of this room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, all the outside scenes and the running around and all the guards and everything, yeah. And going along, really cool. along the rooftops and just oh, having... Yeah, all over the rooftops. Having that stuff in the background. Um, yeah, it looked yeah. beautiful. Yes, I mean, one of the best jokes... Or just the most unexpected jokes. I'm not going to say what it is. It comes when they're doing the rooftop chase. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, we'll leave you that one for you to discover. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we've covered this pretty well. Yeah, just a really enjoyable, like light-hearted knockabout. Knockabout. Yeah, comedy, fun, and different to well, most of the other Russian films I've ever seen. So- yes. <laughs> and and definitely a lighter one than nearly everything we've covered so far. I think. Of everything, it's it's been like the most just straight up, this is funny. Yeah, and, and also that's not like, those kind of films aren't ones that I often just choose to watch myself, so same. refreshing just to like sit down and watch something that was just silly fun. Which I guess ties us back in with with Back to the Future and... I was going to Bill and Ted. And Ted. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It definitely deserves... <laughs> <laughs> to be, you know, ranked among them in time travel, comedy, 
Yeah, I feel like it was a bit more Bill and Ted in that I think Back to the Future has elements of... It's not like a serious film, but it has elements of, like... I'd say it's more... It's probably a better film. Yeah, and you can say there's... film. Yeah. And, and you can maybe say there's elements of social commentary in there as well. Yeah, perhaps, and, in a know, way that maybe that isn't in Bill and Ted, except these should be excellent to each other. Which, which is, you, you should. Know, which you should. And party on, dudes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so yeah. All right. Much better than Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. Hot take. No, it's not really now, is it? Wayne's World has not aged very well. No. Well, I think maybe Bill and Ted hasn't, but I haven't seen it for so long. <laughs> Sorry, sacrilege. I know. So right in. Which has aged best of those things? I know. I know my answer. Yeah, yeah. And we need to know yours. <laughs> yeah, do. Right. So uh, thank you very much, Lynn, for being my guest You're once welcome. more. You're welcome. And be excellent to each other. And... Yeah. <laughs> Dust it <down> you, folks. <laughs> Bye. So that's it for this episode, but before I go, I'd like to thank Sasha Ilukovic and the Highly Skilled Migrants for the use of their song Cold in our intro. You can find that song and the rest of their back catalogue on Bandcamp and Spotify. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a rating at Apple Podcasts or at podchaser.com. That second one, Podchaser, even lets you rate individual episodes, so if this episode particularly stood out to you, you can let other listeners know that you enjoyed it. Recommending the show on social media is hugely helpful as well. If you can spare a moment or two to do that, it would really make my day. Thank you, thank you very much. Speaking of social media, please find us and say hi on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can also drop us a line at roosfilesunite at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, take care of yourselves and bye for now. Повстречаться с ней Звенит январская пьюга А ливры хлещут упруга И звезды мчатся по кругу И шумят города Не видят люди друг друга Проходят мимо друг друга Теряют люди друг друга А потом не найдут никогда Подруга, семиструнная вся душа, полна тобой, оно, а ночь такая лунная. И...